Welcome to Scaling with Disha, the show that helps online entrepreneurs to scale their business to six figures and beyond without the hustle or the overheads. I'm your host, Disha Waddup, and I'll be here each week to remind you that you can do anything you set your mind to. to another episode of Scaling with Disha. I am so excited that you are here as always. I am here with Nicole Halson today and we're going to be talking all about scaling a business without the hustle and burnout, which I am really excited about because you all know that I don't like to work too much either. So this is going to be a fantastic episode. If you haven't already hit the subscribe button, make sure you do so now. And we'll be joining, joined today with Nicole Halson is the owner of AIM Social Media Marketing as an experienced award-winning social media strategist and virtual assistant. Her work is focused on supporting social media managers with their day-to-day operations, handling administrative tasks, as well as content creation, scheduling, and engagement. Nicole, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. I'm super excited. Yay. So tell us more about you. Yeah, so I um, I started my business seven years ago, uh, which seems so weird to say, um, but I started off as a social media manager, and then in 2020 decided, um, in the middle of a pandemic, I thought to myself, I'm going to get a nine to five because I'm done with this, um, and just nothing was working the way I wanted it to, um, and I had a meeting with somebody and uh, chatted with them. They're like, I don't think you actually want a nine to five, and I said, No, you're you're definitely right. I I really don't. Um, and so we talked about what I did want to do. And so I described it. She said, Nicole, that's what a virtual assistance is. And I was like, oh, can I do that? She's like, yeah, absolutely. I was like, oh, okay, well, let's do it then. And so I decided to give it one month's uh, trial and see how I liked it. I landed 10 clients in that month. Wow. Um, and then that that was it for me. I was like, yep, yeah, no, I'm ready to keep doing this forever. Um, I fell in love with it and I can't imagine myself doing anything else. Yay, that's amazing. So talk us through getting to that point where you wanted to get a job in 2020. <laughs> what, what happened there? <laughs> yeah, so um, I grew my business the first time around um, and I grew really quickly. I hit my first 10K month and I was so excited. And then I completely burnt out and I lost everything. Um, and it was so hard to pick myself back up. Um, it, I am very open and uh, honest about my mental health concerns and everything. Um, and so I was in a really bad place. I ended up being hospitalized um, in 2019. And when I got out, I was like, okay, something has to change. Something has to give because this is not how I can grow my business and run my business. Um, and so I ended up setting new boundaries for myself. So I don't work after 6 p.m. I don't take meetings unless it's a random podcast, apparently at 9 a.m. I don't take meetings until uh, 10 a.m. in the morning. Um, I'm really careful about how I spend my time and energy. Um, And so I started making those decisions for myself and figuring out what I could do to protect myself in that process. Um, and then I decided let's, it's time to get started. It's time to start growing my business. Um, and that's when I made the transition over to virtual assistants and, uh, off I went. Yay. So how did you, how have you built your business now? Because I know you've surpassed the 10 K months now. Yes. So how did you do that without burning out? Yeah. So like I said, I set boundaries. That was a big one. Um, Setting boundaries, even with like communication with clients, we use Slack. Um, If somebody messages me, that's a client on Facebook messenger. 
I just don't respond. And I know that sounds really mean sometimes, but that's not the place to contact me on the weekend. Weekends, my time, I don't work on the weekends. So, um, or I don't work on Sundays, I should say. Um, I'm not perfect yet. So <laughs> I, um, I set really good boundaries with my clients and with my team. Um, all communication goes through Slack. I don't even give my phone number out to clients anymore. Um, just that's my space. That's my time. Um, and I really protect myself in that way. So that's a big piece of that. Um, and then building out systems and things that would allow me to be able to take a break if I need to. And if I'm having a bad day or an off day, I can take the day off and my business doesn't break down without me. It can run for a couple of days without me before it's like, oh, okay, somebody needs to come in here and start doing something. Um, but I can have a few days to myself. It was really great when I caught COVID. Um, yeah, my business <laughs> ran all by myself for a little bit. And so that was really helpful. And um, uh, it, it helped grow the business that way. And amazingly enough, we landed three clients. I got seven leads while I was sick in bed. So um, it definitely works. And we proved it this year. Nice. So I want to touch on what you said about setting boundaries around time and phones and I think that is brilliant and that is something that I have been trying to implement as well like not <laughs> like you say I don't work at the weekends most of the time because that, that's what we're like right as entrepreneurs like oh well, maybe I'll just do a quick hour on a Saturday like just yeah just in a little bits and pieces. Um, and one of the things that I have just started imp implementing is actually bringing one of my VAs to the forefront so that some of my clients can contact her for admin things. Like mm -hmm. they can't figure out how to use systems. They can't figure out how to post in a Facebook group or, you know, little things that clients get stuck on that I really don't need to be involved in. So I was like, right, I'm going to start implementing that and protect my time. And when I sat down to work this morning and my VA messaged me, the, the things that clients had come to her over the weekend and last week, I was like, oh, I'm so glad I don't have to deal with that anymore. Okay. <laughs> that was Absolutely. one of the things I was like, yes, well done for me in finally implementing something that is a little bit of a barrier between us. How yep. have you found that impact your personal life with, with being able to switch off? And have you found it an issue with your clients not being able to get in contact with you when they have said that they wanted to? No. So um, I really thought there'd be a little bit of a backlash in terms of um, me not responding to clients on weekends and that sort of thing. One of the things that I did do um, from the beginning was I have a contract and in part of the contract is one point of contact. Um, so I only work with one person from each organization. I don't have five people telling me to do different things that I don't know who to listen to. Uh, did that, did that once that was the end of that. Yeah. Um, so one point of contact, um, building out those boundaries. Like I don't respond after 5 PM. I usually say 5 PM, even though I work till six, 5 PM at night. Um, I don't respond until 10 AM. Um, I don't work on weekends. None of my team works on the weekends. So you can message us, go for it. We're not going to respond. Um, and so I'm very honest with them. Go ahead and respond to like uh, message us. That's fine. We'll get it Monday morning and then we'll get started. That's not a problem. Um, I don't have notifications on my phone for any of my social or any of my Slack messages. So if a client messages me, fantastic, I'll get to it when I'm working. Um, and so that was really hard at first for me to be like, oh no, I'm gonna miss a message. Um, and now I'm like, oh, you know what? This is fantastic. Cause I don't, I don't stress about it and I don't look at it unless I'm working. So it's really helpful to setting those boundaries in my personal life as well. 
Yeah, I think I think clients get used to it, right? If you they know that they can't contact you and they I mean, having clients all over the world, I know people work at different times of the day. So I have people message me in the evenings, but they they totally don't expect a message. And some of them even apologize. I'm sorry for sending this when you're already finished working, but <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, I'll just get to it tomorrow when I start working again. Yeah. <laughs> and that's fine. <laughs> so Talk me through some of the systems that you've implemented so that your business can run on its own and you can get clients and leads when you're sick in bed. Yeah, so we automate um, almost everything. Um, One of the things I did last year in January is I sat down with somebody and we did a deep dive into my business and wrote SOPs for everything. So standard operating procedures and um, every task that I was doing was then documented. So I could say to my full-time VA and say, okay, I need you to start doing these things. I don't onboard or offboard team members or clients anymore. She does all of that. Oh my gosh, she realized how much time that saves. Um, (laughs) So just basic things where I was doing it, but it didn't have to be me. Um, So I can send a message to somebody and say, okay, so the, really the only things I have to do um, is show up to meetings um, or my face on TikTok or Instagram or whatever, um, because I'm the, I am the brand, but I can show up as myself. I can go to those meetings and the rest of it kind of runs smoothly. You know, I still love doing client work and stuff like that. So I'm not, I'm not touched out where I'm just doing CEO kind of stuff, but I can focus a lot of my day on that, which is really helpful um, and fun. Cause I just love it. Standard operating procedures literally change the game, don't they? They are genius. Yes. What Absolutely. would you say to somebody who is listening and is like, okay, how do I even go about doing that? Like writing all those standard operating procedures for everything in my business. And when should they start to implement that? Yeah. So the sooner, the better for implementing as soon as you have a, like a process, um, it's time to, it's time to document it. So one of the things I did for me was I recorded loom videos or zoom videos. I just recorded in zoom of me doing tasks and I would be like, okay, so I'm doing this. I just talked to myself while I was doing it. Um, it didn't have to be perfect, but like, oh, actually I do this first before I do that. Um, so it might've been a little bit confusing, but it didn't have to be perfect. It just had to be documented. And I handed all of those videos to a VA who wrote it out into a system. I reviewed them and then I tested them. So I handed them to my VA and said, okay, can you, a different VA, not the same person that wrote the SOP, but a different VA and said, can you do this and let me know when you're done? And then I'd be like, oh yeah, everything's done. Or, oh shoot, we missed this one step. Can we can we do that? Um, and so we tested it to make sure it works before I handed it off completely. So it wasn't like six months down the road and be like, we haven't been doing this. Oh my gosh. Um, so yeah. it's been really, really handy and helpful. Nice. And where do you keep those? Is that like in a G drive folder? Do you have like a SOP management system? What does that look like? Yeah. Yeah. We have um, Google drive folders with all of our SOPs. We have our CRM and everything. We have our automations in there as well. Um, so, uh, my full-time VA is in there all the time, helping me with stuff that way, um, checking to make sure things are going smoothly. Um, so if we can automate it, it is automated first and then, um, everything else, uh, we have an SOP for. So, um, 
all of all of our follow-up emails, everything is all automated. So it just goes out. Um, it's so much easier than being like, oh shoot, who am we supposed to email today to follow up? Or who am I doing this with? Yeah. Um, so it just, it takes care of everything. And then I can just have uh, my VA go in and be like, oh shoot, you need to do X, Y, and Z today. Okay, thank you. And that's it. Yeah, nice. With your, um, when you scaled, at what point did you hire your full-time VA? Yeah. So, um, I actually, it's so funny. I did a, a Facebook live on this earlier today. Um, so we, um, I started my business when I started the agency, it, it was just me, um, to be honest. And then I was like, okay, I want to hire a few people. I'm not really in a position to necessarily hire them. Um, so I was like, you know, I'm going to do an internship and see what happens. I'm going to have a few interns come in. I'll teach them what I'm doing and how I'm doing. If they leave after the internship's over, fine. That's fine. If they don't and they stay fantastic. So I hired my first, um, intern and she worked for me for two weeks. The internship was two months, two weeks in. I was like, I need you full-time. I will pay you. Please just join my team. And she was like, yes, absolutely. She's been working with me for over a year now. She's amazing. Um, so, and it all started from a silly internship where I was like, Hey, do you want to work for free? That's not how I worded it, obviously. <laughs> um, I don't recommend people work for free ever um, unless you know you're going to get like a mentorship or something with it so that way you yeah. know you're actually going to um, grow from that. Yeah, that's a really cool way of doing it. I think doing the in- internship idea, that's Absolutely. a really nice way of, of positioning it. So when you're talking about internships and mentoring, you have a mentorship program, right? That you help freelancers Talk us through that. Yeah, yeah. So one of the things I found when I was um, starting to be successful again was people were like, oh my gosh, how'd you do that? Oh, can I jump on a call? Can I pick your brain? And I'm just the type of person. I was like, yeah, absolutely. And I was like, hey, absolutely. But can I record this? Uh, Because it's the same questions everybody's always asking. Um, So I started making notes of everything I was talking about. And um, sure enough, I was able to put together a framework of all the things um, that I was teaching. And I was like, okay, you know, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to record this framework. I did it in one day. It was intense. Um, but I recorded the whole framework. Um, and then I was like, okay, so now I have this program. Do I want to sell it? What do I want to do with it? And so I kind of sat on it. I was like, I don't, I don't want to do a membership. That's so much work. Um, and so I kind of hemmed and hawed and left it there for like three months. And then I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to launch a a mentorship program, sit on calls with people and, and support them and help them and all that fun stuff. And so I was like, this is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to offer the framework with that. So that way they have training they can do on their own and then I'll just be a support. So, um, I started doing that. Um, and it was amazing to hear people go, Oh my gosh, I needed you. Like, six months ago, where were you? Uh, (laughs) I was like building my business and had no idea what I was doing. And I needed this six months ago. And I'm like, "Ah." I was sitting around being scared, to be honest. Uh, So yeah, um, I now teach to do the thing scared because clearly people need you. Um, But yeah, I I started that um, at the end of last year. Oh, fantastic. And I will drop the link down below if anybody wants to access the information on that mentorship what is it that has helped you get the most clients and scale successfully over the last two years two years yes two years yeah um (laughs) being visible 
and networking. Um, then I used to go to networking events all the time and I was like, yeah, networking is fantastic. And no, no shame on that at all. Um, but the pandemic hit and we couldn't go to networking events anymore. And I'm like, now what do I do? Oh my gosh, I have no idea. Um, and so I started networking in Facebook groups and just answering as many questions as I could. I literally set a timer for 30 minutes and spent 30 minutes responding to, to questions in Facebook groups uh, with no expectation for them to hire me or anything, um, but just to get, start building that reputation in that group for as an expert. Um, and so I started doing that and then got really visible with my social. Um, I take TikTok very seriously for a very not serious platform um but um I like I'm visible as much as I can and every time I get visible I get more clients and so it's just a it's an obvious you have to be visible it has to be my face that shows up um and every time I do I get more clients more leads um every time I send out an email um to my email list I get messages back and all of that kind of builds together I let's talk about TikTok slightly because I haven't talked about TikTok on the podcast at all so talk me through your strategy on TikTok and what does that look like because I I've mentioned a few times when I've been on lives um I use TikTok to like watch hot men dancing like (laughs) I am (laughs) on it for the educational stuff like how do you use it for that and to attract clients Absolutely. So I'm really picky about who I follow. I'm not going to lie. I do follow one guy and simply because he's hot and that's no other reason. He, <laughs> yeah, I, did, I get no value out of it. Um, but <laughs> I'm really picky about who I follow. So I follow a lot of people that are in the same realm as me or are doing things that I can modify for my business. Um, I follow other VA agencies um, or VA coaches. Um And I follow a lot of like feel good, mental health kind of related accounts as well. Um, And so it sparks ideas for me and be like, oh my gosh, you know what? I could do this sparked off of that idea. Um, And so I, despite the fact that I say I don't work after 6 p.m. every, almost every night, um, I scroll through TikTok, not because I'm purposely doing it to work, but I'll scroll through TikTok. And if I'm like, oh, you know what? I could do something like this. I just saved the video. Um, and then I bulk create content. I'm probably going to end up doing it today where I just record like 10 to 20 TikToks all in the same day. Um, and then I go through and, um, post them out throughout the the week. Um, and so I do it about once a week, I sit down and I, um, bulk create content. Um, but a lot of times it's just different ideas that I picked from it. Um, and uh setting down and creating prompts and that sort of thing um we do it for clients but our my team will do it for me sometimes too where it's like okay give me like 10 ideas of things I can talk about um even promoting like YouTube videos with like pulling one point of the YouTube video and talking about that and then linking over to the YouTube channel at the end um stuff like that is really helpful do you find that that generates a lot of clients being on on TikTok and how much time does that take you to do? Yeah. So in terms of time, um, not counting the just me randomly scrolling because a lot of it is just me having fun. Um, I take about an hour, um, an hour a week to do the recordings um, and the editing and then posting. It just takes me a, a minute or so once 
a day or five times a day, depending on how fast I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to grow. Um, but it's definitely been helpful. I, I know so many people are like, oh, I found you on TikTok. And I was like, oh, awesome. Fantastic. Let's chat. Um, yeah. And so um, being visible, we repurpose all of our TikToks. Um, so we put them on Instagram reels. We post them on Facebook. We post them everywhere. I've posted some in my Facebook group um, just to build education and yeah. just have fun because that's so whole point of TikTok is having fun. So yeah, I really like that you've reused them because I am always have reels on my to-do list and never quite get to it. Um, <laughs> but it's always there. The, the, the intention is there, right? And that, yep. that was my intention. Once I have created those reels to to repurpose them onto other platforms and maybe I'll play with TikTok. Maybe I'll create an account that is work-based rather than hot men based <laughs> start a new love it. <laughs> maybe that's the way forward <laughs> so now as you're growing you've got your mentorship and you're still helping other social media managers what's next for you in your business scaling um i have really big goals i actually sat down and i did they call it a painted picture checklist. It's by Cameron Harold. He comes up with it in his book, Double Level. Um, and so talking about doubling your business in uh, one to three years. And the last time I did it, I doubled my business in one year. Um, so I'm like, oh my gosh, here we go. We're going to have so much fun. So I I have really big goals. Growing the mentorship is a huge part of that. Um, and uh, we launched a Facebook group literally a week and a half ago, um, (laughs) called Thriving and Balanced. Um, And it's for freelancers who want to grow their businesses, but they don't want to burn out. Um, And they don't want to fall into that toxic hustle culture where everything is work and there's no time for yourself. Yes, which sucks, doesn't it? Like, it's so bad. You see so much of it in the online space around how much you have to work and how much effort you have to put in and all the hustle stuff. And I mean, I spent this morning in bed because I didn't feel like getting up. Like, there you go. (laughs) Like, that is the kind of day I'm having today. And that's okay, right? I can just work later. I can work tomorrow. It is absolutely an issue. And I just do not subscribe to that. You must be working the entire time for you to have a successful business. It's just not right at all. Absolutely. I love it. So I'm going to include the link down below to the Facebook group as well. So people can go and check that out. Is there anything that you came to say today that you didn't get a chance to say that you're like, Disha, I got to tell you people this. Oh gosh. I think we covered almost everything. I think the biggest thing um, I would say is set boundaries for like set boundaries for yourself. I know we talked about that, but that's a really, really big thing. Set boundaries for yourself in your personal life, in your business, um, and start your day with self-care. Um, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to get off this, this podcast and I'm going to spend the next 20 minutes reading because I rushed to get ready because I am not a morning person. (laughs) So (laughs) um, I stayed in bed as long as I can. We'll count that as my self-care for today. (laughs) Um, But start every day with some self-care. It starts your whole day off in the right direction. I don't work until I've had my first cup of coffee and it's it's so worth it <laughs> partially because I don't function without coffee. Um, but it's just a nice routine of waking up without going straight into work. Yeah. And I'm going to check out that book double, double as well. Yes. Yeah. It's a really great book. That sounds good. I'm trying to my my new year's resolution. I'm trying to read a personal development book every month. Um, oh, so <laughs> I'm going to add that one to the list. 
Sounds great. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for joining us today. I really, really appreciate it. And I will include the links to your mentorship and your group down below. And of course, your website as well for those listening to go and check out as well. Awesome. So, thank you so much. Yay. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to another episode. And we will see you next week. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And I really hope that you genuinely learned something from today's episode. If you found this episode useful, then please hit the subscribe button and leave us a review. I personally read each and every one. Until next time, bye.